Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it as we always do. This is Monday Morning Discipleship, our Monday Morning Discipleship segment where we try to give you a word on Monday morning, try to help to carry you out through the rest of the week. And we're going to continue our conversation on this week about sanctification. We started the series uh, on last week talking about the call uh, for sanctification. So we're going to continue that conversation on this week, talking about being sanctified, being set apart uh, for God's service. Now, uh, when we left off last week, we were we were dealing with First uh, Peter 2 and 9, and I talked about that, uh, that verse, us being a peculiar people. I'm going to share that in just a second here. Um, but we left off there, and I said we're going to pick up, and we're going to talk about this verse in particular on this week about being uh, uh, sanctified and being being called of God. Let me read that uh, very quickly as we just move right on into um, this word on today. We're going to try, try to be out of here on time today. First um, Peter chapter 2, verse 9 is a familiar passage of scripture uh, to those of us in the Christian community. Let me share it. I'm going to share it from the King James Version, and then I'm going to share it from the New Living Translation. King James Version simply says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who call, who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so we 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 fixate on that in the church, and it is definitely a powerful uh, scripture which talks about us being a chosen people, a holy nation, a peculiar people. I'm going to talk about uh, that word peculiar uh, in just a second. Let me read that uh, to you off in the New Living Translation as well. It simply says, but ye are not like that. And talking about um, those people that are out in the world that, that do not obey God. If you look at uh, the previous verse, um, it's dealing with people who do not obey God. But he says in verse nine, but you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. He talks about us being peculiar, says God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he has called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. And so we talk about being set apart. We're talking about being sanctified for the service of God. Here is God saying, um, I'm calling you out. You are not like those uh, that are disobedient. You know, when we started uh, this Monday morning discipleship. Uh, we talked about being a new creature in Christ. And so when you're called out of the world, when you're called out of the former things and called into, as the scripture said, into his marvelous light, God is saying some things to us in this verse when he when he starts off saying a chosen people. And I like to remind people, you didn't choose God. God chose you. Um, you know, you come back to follow God. You make a choice to follow God. But God chose you before the foundation of the world. We, we are his people. Now, it's just a matter of whether or not we're going to choose to follow him. Right. And so he starts saying things like you are a chosen generation. But then he goes into a holy nation. And, and, and over and over again, a few times in the Bible, God tells us, as we shared last week, be holy for I am holy. So, so, so why is that important? If we're going to be sanctified, set, set apart, we're, we're set apart uh, so that we can be prepared and consecrated for his service. Um, we can't serve a holy God just being any kind of way. We can't serve a holy God if we're not trying to live holy, if we're not trying to live right each and every day. And so, yes, you do have to make some changes in your life. You have to change some things in your lifestyle and your living and your conduct and your speech. If you're really going to be sanctified for the service of God, there's got to be some changes that happen in your life. Because, again, you're choosing to follow a holy God. He says, I'm a holy God. 
right? And you all have to be holy because I'm holy, right? If you got children, if you listen to the sound of my voice and you got children, your expectation is that your children will adhere to the things that you're teaching them. Your expectation is that when I, when I give you a mandate, when I give you rules for the house, that you all follow the rules that I have set forth. But even in that mandate, y'all, how many of you know that the best parents are the best examples? Listen, you don't call your children to do things that you're not doing. You, you, you don't tell your children that you got to live this way, but I'm going to live however I want to live. Um, as much as we want to believe it's a do as I say, not as I do kind of thing, children are going to imitate their atmosphere. They, they're going to follow your behavior before they follow your instructions, right? And so that means that your words and your living have to match up so that when you tell them you can't do A, B, and C, when they look at your life, they see you're not doing A, B, and C. And so they say, well, I can follow this, or at least I should follow it because he's not just saying, mama's not just saying that, daddy's not just saying that, they're trying to live it out in front of me. God is simply saying, I am holy, and I expect you all to be holy too because you are my chosen people. And then that peculiar people, God's very own possession. Now, if you look in the dictionary, uh, the, the word peculiar, talks about being uncommon and not like any anything else. It talks about being different, right? But when we look at it in this sense, God's very own possession. We are we are peculiar. We are different because we are God's very own possession. And let me put a pen right here and talk about this for a second uh, very quickly before I move on. Listen, th th there's something, and this may be a little troubling for people. This may be a little uh, controversial for some people, but these are the things that I, I, I do from time to time. Um, there's something about us trying to look like the world, trying to sound like the world uh, in our preaching, in our teaching, in our music ministries and things like that. There's something about it that, that to me goes against what God would really have us to do. We, we're not called out of something to be like that something. If, if, if it's okay for you to be like the world, then why did God call you out of the world, right? Um, something I shared recently with my oldest son, um, I talked about uh, growing out of people. And I say a lot of times we think that we're growing out of people. And sometimes you do grow out of people, by the way, let me just say that. But I also said to him, as I said, sometimes you're not growing out of people. You're growing out of places and spaces, uh, um, there are some places and spaces that you're growing out of. And what happens is a lot of times the people that are in those places and those spaces, when you grow out of it, but they're not ready to come out of it, or maybe they're in their element, I don't know. Um, sometimes they think you're acting funny towards them and you're turning away from them. And you're simply saying, I've got nothing but love for y'all, but I've grown out of those places and those spaces. And since you still happen to be there, Unfortunately, I got to move away from you, too, because you're still in places and spaces that I've grown out of. Right. And so even in that, God says, I called you out. And so let, let, let me let me go back to this peculiar people again. Uncommon, not like the world. We're not supposed to look like them. They were not supposed to act like them. we're not supposed to behave like them. Again, if you look at the text here and you go back up to verse eight, um, when he talks about he is a stone talking about Jesus right here, he is a stone that makes people stumble. The rocks that makes them fall, they stumble because they do not obey God's word. That's verse eight, first Peter two and eight. They stumble because they do not obey God's word. And so they meet uh, the fate that was planned for them. We're going to stumble if we do not obey God's word. And God says, you all are peculiar. You all are different. Even in, I'm, that's the New Living Translation. He, he goes on in verse nine. He says, but you are not like that. 
And so when the world is going against the word of God, God's people ought to be going in a different direction. God's people should not be going with the flow of the world when they're going against the word of God, because as we just saw, there's going to be a stumbling block there. They stumble because they don't uh, obey God's word. Uh, the word of God is what makes them stumble. And it happens because they don't obey the word of God. And so God calls us out of that, right? Something that, I, that I've noticed often, and, and I pray I'm not moving too fast for you. I, I want to make sure I'm done in time on today. Um, something that, that I've noticed often in the Bible is that anytime God wanted to move for his people, anytime he tried to elevate us, he was always calling us up to something or calling us out of something. And, and, and even in this text, he says he calls you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. We're always coming up and we're always coming out when we're, when we're doing things in God. And so God says, you can't be like everybody else. You're supposed to be set apart. We're going to consecrate you. We're going to sanctify you. You're supposed to be set apart for my service. You shouldn't feel comfortable. Let me say this as we hurry on and get ready to wrap this up. You shouldn't feel comfortable in certain places anymore once you become saved. Once you really start living a sanctified life, and I want to make sure that I'm clear here, this is not uh, uh, to suggest that you turn your back on people because this is what people hear when we when we join the church and we consecrate ourselves in service of the Lord. People say, oh, you turn your back on us. You're acting funny now. You, you think you're better than we are. No, it's just that, again, I can't operate in those spaces and in places anymore. If I'm really going to serve God properly, I've got to be consecrated. I've got to separate myself. If I'm really going to serve God, as much as I love some of my family, I'll see y'all at the get together, but we can't hang together no more. As much as I love some of my friends, listen, God is calling me up and he's calling me out. And if you ain't coming up and out with me, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to see you later because I've got to be consecrated for his service. And so even as we look at this text here, we talk about this, this famous passage in first Peter two and nine, where God tells us that we are his chosen people. And, and I love the fact that he says that about us, right? Because again, God don't need us to be God. I shared this, uh, Yesterday, as we were administering communion in my home church, and I said to them, I said, you know, Jesus was a servant leader. I said, he served us, right? I said, he served all the way through the cross, not to the cross. He served all the way through the cross. And when I said that, I said, he didn't just get to the cross. He went beyond the cross. He died on the cross. He went down in the grave. He stayed three days and he got up with all power in his hands. But I said to them, I said, had Jesus gone down into the grave and decided not to come out of the grave in the fashion that we know him to have come out and just had just ascended back to the father and left it alone, we would be lost, but he would still be Jesus. He didn't have to do any of these things for us. It was that we were God's chosen people. Go back to that King James. Ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. And then he says, and I'm going to end it here, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of his darkness into his marvelous light. So what does that mean? Uh, New Living Translation says, as a result, you can show others uh, the goodness of God for he called you out of his darkness into his marvelous light. Our testimony ought to be that when God pulls us out of those places and those spaces and away from those people and away from those things and pulls us out of the world, that when we come back, there's a change, that there's a change in us that we're not the same as we were anymore. And this is why I said earlier, 
that if we're going to be peculiar, if we're going to be different, if we're going to be God's chosen, if we're going to be holy like God says to be holy, you can't be holy and look like the world. And, and so when God calls us out and he sets us apart for that time of consecration, I got to clean you up from where I got you from. I got to turn you around. I got to make your, your thoughts new. I got to bring you to a different place. I got to bring you out of darkness into the light. And once I bring you out of darkness, by the way, into the light, thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, there's some things that you can't see on yourself in the dark. There's some things that, that you're going to miss because it's dark. When you come into the light, and this is where I think people miss it as far as church is concerned. I don't want to go to church because they're going to talk about me and so on and so forth. Listen, you come to the light, things just get illuminated in your life. And I don't know anybody that can have, let me just paraphrase it, or let me just give an example like this. I don't know anybody that can be in darkness and have some dirt on their skin that they can't see. But then they come into the light and they recognize my hands are dirty. And they don't say, let me clean up my hands. My, my clothes are dirty. Let me change my clothes. Now that I'm out of this darkness and I can't see what really happened to me. Now I'm in the light. I can see everything that's going on. I need to just clean up. I need to just be. And so this is what that consecration does. But this last point here, once God pulls you out of the darkness into the light and you're able to see yourself for who you are, you're able to see your shortcomings. You're able to see the places in which you need to work on. When you start working on it, you ought to have a testimony. When you go back to some of those spaces and places, you ought to be going back to say to them, look how good God is. Oh, you think you're better than us. No, I, I'm not. I, I, listen, as a matter of fact, I was like y'all. And in some cases, I was worse than y'all. I didn't come back here to tell you that I'm better than you now. I came back to so you could see what God has done in my life so that you can see that he cooled, He pulled me out of darkness for that time of consecration so that he can clean me up. And I'm just coming back so y'all can see the work that God did on me. I'm just coming back so y'all can see just how good God is. Calls you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And you ought to tell people about the goodness of God. Listen, this time of consecration that God takes us into, if you're really going to live, if you're really going to live as God would call would have, have you to live, you're really going to live this Christian lifestyle. Listen, you can't just join the church. There's got to be a time of consecration. And, and, and it's not just, you know, we have consecration services now in church. And, and, and I'm not saying that in a negative sense. That's a great thing to consecrate people for the work that they're getting ready to do uh, for the Lord. But there should always be a consecration service for the people. Because all of us that God has called up and out, as I said earlier, all of us have been called into his service. All of us have something to do. All of us have a call on our lives and we ought to be consecrated. So again, so that we can come out of the darkness into his marvelous light so we can be holy because he's holy. So we can get our lives somewhat together with the aid of the Holy Spirit, get our lives somewhat together so that we can really go out and be of service to God so that we can do as the scripture says, as a result, you can show others the goodness of God for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. And so that's all the time that we have this week. I'm going to pick it up again on next week. We're still talking about that consecration, this consecration that God has pulled us up. He's called us out of these places. And as I keep sharing with you all, uh, each time I do one of these podcasts on consecration, I want to make sure that you understand that part of the reason that God called us out is not because those people, it's because of us. 
God called you out of some places, not because those people were no good, but God says, listen, in order for you to get over that, you're not strong enough to be in those places and those spaces anymore. You're not strong enough. If you keep going back there, you're going to fall back into what you used to be. This is why I'm calling you out. Not just because them people ain't no good over there. No, I'm calling you out because I, I don't think you belong in that place anymore. Because if you stay in that place, you're going to wind up where you've been before. And it doesn't mean that God won't come back and get you again. But why do you want to keep going through that? Why do you want to keep going through that? So we're going to talk a little bit more next week about this consecration. Let me give you our tag as we always do. If you'd like to keep up with us, like to sow a seed into our ministry, um, any of those things, check out what we do in the ministry. Check out the, the ministry's website. The ministry's website is www dot krjministries.org again that's www.krjministries.org stop by there we do believe that you will be blessed we also encourage you to stop by our publishing website to purchase any one of our written works publishing website is www.krjpublishing.com again that's www.krjpublishing.com that's all the time that we have for monday morning discipleship we hope that you enjoyed it and we will see you all on next time be blessed